It's time to catch up, Chrissy. Hi, Matt. Good evening. <laughs> um, we watched T2. Yep. In... About a week ago. Well, no. no. We've been delayed. Yes. We've been delayed in oh, getting slightly. to, well, to I've make been this sick. I'm, I'm sick. If you can't tell by my non 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 good that's terrible oh, wow. <laughs> do we restart no. we just keep going we just, just, we just push past that <laughs> just let people know how dumb i actually am um like my raspy voice here yeah yeah my less than perfect podcast voice this time and we just we haven't had a ton of time no as much as we're enjoying doing this we haven't had a ton of time because we were in ottawa this weekend <sighs> for elizabeth swimming <sighs> which was a long uh, 36 hours it's been a long year folks yeah <laughs> so uh it was nice tonight to not have swimming should we have a digression and talk about um our children subjective sports sure right like you we, go ahead and well, you, you have something to say about this. well i mean like so we, i don't really care we, we drive i drive um i offered yeah but we're driving four hours essentially from where we live to ottawa um to check into an expensive hotel to then it's proceed. not like a fancy hotel it's just like cheaper it's more expensive than staying at our house <laughs> that's right uh it's a it's a what is it it's a holiday like, inn a hilton yeah it's a hilton and um and then you know we're up early and and head to the pool and she's got to get all kitted up and then she gets in the water and she has 14 <laughs> seconds in order to well, demonstrate and, sort of, and like i'm sorry but kind of shits the bed during that 14 seconds yeah she was a mess yeah uh you know a combination of being overtired perhaps and excited I, th and... I think it was a combination of nerves and uh i'm better than the rest of this team i really a do. little bit of ego i think there was ego involved and i think there was also i'm well i'm tired and i and i and nerves yeah and she claims to have gotten a mouthful of water but like that's never stopped her before yeah so so she's eight mm -hmm. but she also out of out of seven swimmers, I think, or eight mm -hmm. swimmers participating in this particular oh no, there figures. was there was a tie for third. So like out of eight swimmers, she basically came in second last. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is not we don't really care what we expect, but it's it's the brevity of the whole thing. Like she's only in the water for just a moment, really, and, and she didn't do her the, my she didn't issue. Do her best. My that's my issue. I don't care if you got six out of seven, and I thought, oh my god, she nailed those, and she did the best she could, and it was just that the rest of the kids were better. I would be like, that's fine, but don't not do your best after practicing for eight months. Right, <laughs> it comes down to just a, a, a just the shortest little time in the water, mm -hmm. and you could tell immediately she didn't have it. Right, yeah. like she has to as she makes her turn, her knees are supposed to be together, They're not supposed to be. <laughs> Flailing. <laughs> Flailing apart. It's like, wow. You know, they found this child and she's trying this be, for the first time today, apparently. It's supposed to be slow and controlled. And Matt and I are like, well, that was too fast. <laughs> we know nothing about synchro. And we were like, oh, that was not, oh, that one was not yeah. good. Nope. And then, so she she doesn't do well there. No. We don't really know the end results. We have a sense that she hasn't done well. Yeah. And then there's a long period of waiting while we During watch which, the other During what do I have to go do, You've got to go gel her hair. Oh! And, Get her makeup on and get if her into anyone a costume. Listening, who's considering their child going into synchro, shave their head. Just shave it now, so you don't have to gel their hair. It is the worst. Yeah, like enough for me to want to convince her to quit. And then, and then finally, uh, in the last event of the day, her group, the eight and unders, 
perform their routine, which they do really well, mm -hmm. and they finish first. Out of one. Out of one. Because they're there's... the only team in the East that's that young. Yeah. And so they we have traveled to Ottawa to compete against no one. That's right. Which this time last year, I was like, that one mom was like, I don't want to do this. And I thought that was dumb. And this year, I'm like, no, this, this was stupid. Why are we spending $500 to go watch you compete against no one? Yeah. This is dumb. And to be uh, below your normal performance level. On the, the individual the, things. On the individual things. So. So it was a long, and I acquired a, a fender bender. Oh. Uh, a very minor collision in the parking Still irritated lot. about. It resulted in a dent with a little bit of a crease in it. That's, um, was it was frustrating. Is and it going to get fixed, Matt? No. No, it's not. You know why? Why? Because you didn't ask for the kid's insurance. Because as much as Matt was apparently screaming at the steering wheel, according to Charlie, who was in the car, uh, Matt declined to ask for his insurance. So now we have a dented car. <laughs> and it's just, oh, I have a dented car. Does it bother you like just, at an ego yes, level? It does. Having a car with a dent it's in it on your, on your driveway? Just stay that way. Yeah. And, and I've been sick. On top of all of this garbage, yeah. I have been yeah. sick. So we watched Terminator 2. We watched it over two days mm -hmm. with a day in between. Mm -hmm. Um, Saturday was the day in between. Yeah. Um, and so here we go. Mm -hmm. Let's get into it. All right. Um, first of all, did you enjoy it? Yes. That sounded like a qualified yes. I like the first one better. Wow. <laughs> That's interesting. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, so uh, we've got a few minutes here. Why don't you summarize the plot? Okay. Terminator 2. Best I don't, you can. I don't like doing this, just for the record. I don't like, like this podcast? No. <laughs> Sometimes. Living here no, with me? no. The summary part of this whole thing. I feel like I'm not very good at it. Okay, so. <clears throat> we start off with. We don't have to go like, line by line no, of what I know. happens. I'm just thinking about. Uh, I don't know. Sarah Connor has a kid. Fathered by. Kyle Reese. Kyle Reese from the first one. Yeah. The kid is now like 12. I guess. And super mouthy. And um, he. Is in foster care because our heroine uh, Linda is in an insane asylum because of her. I, I don't understand why she's telling everybody the world's going to end. Like they're not going to believe you anyway, and you're just going to end up in an insane asylum. So maybe stop spouting that garbage. Yeah. Um, she's in an insane asylum. There's two Terminators that come back. Uh, one is Arnold, and one is what's his name? Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick, and um, in the order they return is Arnold. Arnold comes first, just mm -hmm. like in Terminator. Mm -hmm. And then a skinny white guy shows up next, mm -hmm. just like in the first one. And in the first one, we established pretty early that Arnold's bad mm -hmm. and the skinny white guy's the hero. So, But we know from the beginning, I thought. Uh, I'm not sure that we do because... Mm, I, 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 not, I mean, I, I'm sure I went into this with, again, some sort of knowledge from the ether that, that Arnold was the good guy. But there was something that gave it away. And it was that at the very beginning, they say... One Terminator was sent back to protect, and one was sent back to hunt him down, hunt hunt down the sun. It's eventually going to be the leader of the resistance in the robot war. And um, uh, there was just something that gave it away with Arnold. I forget what it was. Um, I think it was that um, Robert Patrick kills a cop. But we don't see him kill anybody. Yeah, we do. He kills a cop at the beginning to yeah. get his uniform. Okay. And I just thought, well... I thought it subverted expectations. I thought, that, I thought it was supposed to subvert expectations, but was unsuccessful in doing so. Okay. Anyway, back to the plot. So, 
Arnold shows up to save the kid. Bad Terminator's hunting down the kid. Um, they go and break Linda out of the insane asylum. And um, adventure ensues. Yeah. Robert, so now we've got a fun twist on Arnold protecting. The robot is now the one from the bad guy is becoming the good guy and he's protecting Linda and Sarah Connor and John Connor and uh, Robert Patrick is, is hunting them down through various fun blow up things. I'm <laughs> super tired apparently. Oh my god. We should have taken this another night. Language. Yeah. Okay. Words. Um. So you already said you did you like you like this one, but not as much as the first. Can Correct. you give me an indication of why? Um, it was glossier. I think I liked the campiness in the end oh, okay. of the first one, and um, I don't know. I think it probably also for me personally had to do with uh, a little bit of um, like expectation too. Like I I went into the first one not thinking I was going to like it, and then did like it, and I went into this one thinking I was going to love it, and was just like, yeah, it was okay. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry about that. Let's take a quick break and then we'll come back with um, some some actual uh, good podcast content. All right. Okay. Okay, we're back. What are your questions? Well, so you've already answered one of them. I Mm. I wanted to know, my opinion is that this is a sequel that improves on the original. I feel like your opinion is the opinion of the internet. Like the that's what all the reviews I read on IMDb. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I found it a little boring in parts. What what bored you? Um, I don't know. There's just a couple of of times when Bad Terminator is like stalking towards. He's the T one thousand. Sorry, the T one thousand um is stalking towards our our victims, and I just thought, oh, yeah, I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Okay, well, um, I was going to say, like, if this is a sequel that improves on the original or not, you think not just because it's glossy and you, you've lost the camp, which I can appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that uh, there's there's a lot about this that's actually quite inventive. I like the additional elements of the story that get added in, the, mm-hmm. the sort of nuclear terror that's going on. Mm-hmm. I thought the whole sequence in the mental hospital actually worked really well, mm-hmm. establishing Linda Hamilton. Um, and establishing the changes that have taken place in her character and giving us exposition without it being hitting narration, you with it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we, when we get her out of prison, then she's narrating, right. Mm-hmm. And it continues her story. And I, I think something that I never realized the, the first time I saw this and in subsequent viewings, but I'm realizing it now is that she, this is really a two hander. Like she is as much the lead of this. Mm-hmm as Arnold is. Um, and Arnold is really actually sort of a glorified supporting character as he was in the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he was the antagonist in the first one. And this, this time he's like the, the co-protagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really Linda's Linda Hamilton's story. It's mm-hmm. the Sarah Connor story mm-hmm. continuing. Um, and I so I think something that, else I didn't like about it. Okay. I'm just thinking this as you're talking that um, you said right at the beginning, you said like, did you notice the tone change? And I went, Oh yeah, it's a little lighter. I didn't like that. It was lighter. I didn't like that like Arnold had a bunch of lines and it was sort of silly and it was with like the, the kid was teaching him how to talk and like I just thought yeah oh, the, all is... the catch I didn't care for the catchphrase this stuff I, I thought the, the tone was obvious the tone was different when he walks into the, the bar. biker bar mm-hmm. nude and all the women are like whoa Ooh, hello. hello yeah right and the eyes cast downward mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. um he apparently had on purple boxer shorts in that scene did he yeah see I haven't read the internet 
Oh, I got lots. Dive, I got lots of, of lots of trivia, trivia that'll come up. Um. Okay, so the next question I had was about the, the special effects around the T-1000. So, mm -hmm. like, in the first one, you got a lot of stop-motion Stan Winston-style mm -hmm. animation. Um, you got a lot of models that are very obviously models and miniatures and so on. Um, and there's some of the same stuff here. Um, specifically, he I think he Cameron is reusing some of the rear projection stuff in the set in the future um, with the sort of monstrously tall robots shooting their lasers everywhere and, and the sparks flying and the, you know, the field of skulls being crushed under mm -hmm. the tanks of the truck. Really likes the skull crushing. Yeah. yeah that, that's, that's, key. that's all uh, reused special effects, which I think is important. There's a little bit of continuity there, mm -hmm. but the T-1000 is an entirely new kettle of fish, right? Like mm -hmm. that was something that, um, that, that sort of fluid liquid, um, liquid metal, liquid metal mm -hmm. they idea. It so clearly, um, <laughs> Well, they don't actually, and that's one of the questions I have later on. This is, I actually have a lot of problems with that in, in hindsight. It doesn't bear any close scrutiny at all. Mm -hmm. um, but Cameron had established it in The Abyss, which is a movie that we've actually skipped past in his filmography, mm -hmm. as is we've skipped over Aliens, which I presume you've seen, mm -hmm. um, but maybe you haven't. No, I've seen it. Okay. I just don't remember it. Um, but this was one of those things that he had to sort of wait for the technology to catch up to be able to make this work. Mm -hmm. And it was very cutting edge at the time. How do you think it held up? Good, really good. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was impressive, but like it just honestly, it reminded me of like the "Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls" TLC video. <laughs> so I was like, every time he melted, I was like, "Don't go." All right, okay. So yeah, no, it was good. I thought it held up really well. I thought all the I thought all of the special effects in this were excellent. Held up really well. It was it was seamless. It was good. Yeah, I thought it gave us enough of the liquid metal mm -hmm. to be aware of what was going on, especially when he gets when he's got the gunshots. Mm -hmm. And I actually think that some of that might have been makeup or costuming on Robert Patrick. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when you can see clear through him or when he's been cleaved in half, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Like that's clearly a CGI. CGI. But I think some of it was like an element of it was practical. Mm -hmm. And then there was also some like camera trickery to sort of cut away and cut back so that he changes his his appearance, outward mm -hmm. appearance or whatever. Um, and the, the idea of him like, being able to flow and move through like steel bars in the jail. Like mm -hmm. that was a great, a great sequence, mm -hmm. right? When he, when he comes through the bars and Linda Hamilton seeing him come through the bars, like she mm -hmm. realizes like, Oh boy, there's really something going on here. Um, okay. The next question I had for you was about Edward Furlong. Mm -hmm. um, Annoying. Young performer. What I dread Charlie would like, like why we parent Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, it's funny because I, I remember hating his guts when I was his like, and we are basically contemporaries, right? Like he's the same age as me. I don't know. I think roughly. Okay, sure. He might be a year or two older, mm -hmm. but I remember thinking like, your voice is so annoying. Your little haircut is so annoying. Haircut is annoying. Um, you're too, too, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like this, this little rebel. Like I don't, I don't, I didn't, I, I liked him better in hindsight. Mm -hmm. like, I, I liked him. I'm sorry. I liked him better now yeah. than I did in hindsight. I mm -hmm. think like, my recollection of him was like, this is like, he constantly squeaking and crackling and, um, because you deal with it all day breaking. at work. Let's oh, be perhaps. honest. Um, but I thought he was actually pretty good mm -hmm. for like a kid performance. Um, especially in the center of something that's so adult mm -hmm. really, um, all that violence and, and mayhem. And, and he really sort of held up reasonably well, I thought. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's got the same arc that Linda Hamilton has in the first one mm -hmm. where they have to come into their own as you know the, these future leaders right mm -hmm. um and he's 
having sent himself back a Terminator to protect himself as a young boy mm -hmm. from the future, it immediately triggers something in him where he becomes at ease with leading and at ease with commanding. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought that was, it's subtle, but it's there. I thought it was pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, Linda Hamilton, uh, just, you know, do you want to talk for 20 seconds about like what an impressive physical transformation she's yeah, undergone? Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. And it's, it's especially incredible when you see her twin sister in those two scenes. Um, and, and it makes you realize how far she's come from the first one. Because her twin sister, identical twin sister, um, who plays her in like kind of flashbacky dream sequences twice, um, is is not ripped. And so it's like a really obvious, like it's, it's an obvious transformation anyway, but it's even more obvious when you see the two of them playing next to each other. It's like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, wow, that's what she used to look like. That's right. Yeah. I think Cameron's, um, he's he has an appreciation for, for powerful women. Mm -hmm. um, obviously Just keeps marrying them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like if you look at uh, Sigourney Weaver as Ripley and mm -hmm. aliens, like she's, she's maternal, oh, but I'm she's sorry. still is that a James Cameron movie. Aliens is the sequel is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not alien. Mm -hmm. The first one's Ridley, Ridley Scott. Scott yeah. um, if you look at uh, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio in, in the abyss, she's a strong woman assertive anyway it goes toe-to-toe -to -toe with ed harris i don't want to spoil too much about that because that's one of the ones that's on our list uh you look at linda hamilton in the terminator series um jamie lee curtis and true lies um and then you know uh, to a certain extent uh kate winslet and and uh, kathy bates and titanic mm -hmm. like he he has an appreciation for for certainly headstrong women but also like physically powerful women and i mm -hmm. think that um he pays due attention to Linda Hamilton here. Like, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't think she gets shunted to the side, even though Arnold's the megastar, mm -hmm. right? Arnold's making 25 million or whatever per picture at that point. 15. Really? But that's setting... an airplane. Yeah. So, and, and set, but that's setting the standard, mm -hmm. right? Like he is the gold standard for, for paychecks at that time. And I think Linda Hamilton, um, he clearly, I mean, he, he was married to her, so he liked her, but I, I think that he... He wasn't married to her until significantly after this film. Yeah. They didn't get married until 1997. Is that right? Yeah, and they got divorced in 1998 after having a kid. Oh. Yeah, weird. Um, But I think that, like, her performance is really outstanding. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, when, when we reviewed Everything Everywhere, we talked about Michelle Yeoh and her physicality. Um, Like, Linda Hamilton's physical transformation here is as impressive as anything that any other actress has done gain weight or ugly ugly herself up she's mm -hmm. doing she's doing a lot of really impressive physical work here mm -hmm. did i get a quick break sure what are we coming back with i got some more questions for you oh boy okay so i do have a few more questions um oh good yeah <laughs> well again like if you don't we don't have to do this if you don't want to i just no, we do all right um this just one is not my favorite. Yeah. The more we're talking about it, the more I'm like, Ugh. Is it a miss, though? Did it be miss on this one? Is this the one know. you like the least out of the series so far? This is our sixth film we've watched in this project. Um, No. Uh, tell me what else we've watched. Sleepless in Seattle. I just feel like there was one after Sleepless in Seattle I didn't like, and it was romancy. What was it? Uh, Jerry Maguire? Yeah. Jerry Maguire is worse than this. Okay. Yeah. But second. You... Second to the bottom. Oh, boy. Yeah, sorry. But still... It's not like I hated this. This no, was stupid. It was fine. It's just not. It was fine. Okay. I just like Terminator. A lot well, and more. we're getting further afield from what I initially thought you'd like. Like mm. I don't. I don't think of you as liking a uh, hardcore science fiction dystopian action picture as much as you would enjoy a romantic comedy. 
Oh. You're giving me the face just now. <laughs> and I, I, I want to maybe retract what I'm saying. I know you love science fiction. Yeah, I just... Um, but this is just, this is like a anger and a uh, masculinity to this that maybe it wouldn't respond to the same way that you would respond to something that had with a little lighter and easier to digest. Maybe, yeah. Am I talking myself into a corner? No, I don't think so. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I wish I could put my finger on why I didn't, I didn't love this. I don't know. I, I, I did like, I think that I appreciate the initial, often in series movies, I appreciate the initial one the most because even if it's campy, even if it's Arnold with 14 words or whatever, um, like that was a pretty masculine movie. Um, it's not masculine, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, I appreciate the um, inventiveness of that first idea more than I appreciate the iterations that follow. Yeah, even yeah. even if it's still inventive, I like that initial original idea the best. Yeah, and you're not gonna like. I, like I, I was going to ask you this: What's your interest level in the, in the further continuation oh, of the no, story? I'd like to keep watching them. Yeah, I'm not going to watch the Sarah Connor TV show. I don't have time. There, nobody has time for that. But the, <laughs> I don't even know where I'd find it. But the other movies, I would totally watch. Yeah, it's just sure. it's a uh, variations on the same theme. Yeah, right. It's a more sophisticated version Machine. has come back. Yes, it's got you know it's trying to intersect them at this critical moment. Yeah, the fourth one is is quite bizarre. It's one with Christian Bale and mm-hmm. Sam Worthington. Um, and it's the one I remember the least. Mm. Directed by Mick G, who did Charlie's Angels. Mm. Um, a big departure. Anyway, um, so I, I was going to ask you maybe to just to rank. The th- I've got three big action sequences mm-hmm. in the movie that I thought we could talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is the what I'm calling the mall escape aqueduct chase, mm-hmm. where he's on the on the uh, dirt bike and yep. the T1000 mm-hmm. bearing down on him on the in the uh, semi mm-hmm. um the second one is the the big shootout at cyberdyne industries mm-hmm. um and then the third is the escape i guess from cyberdyne that involves the helicopter chasing them down the highway to the liquid nitrogen to the foundry to the end of the movie so backwards in order of that you just said them to me so ha- helicopter cyberdyne shootout with the big bomb and then the aqueduct one which I was okay just like, so this Bleh. but the so then in that case the action really builds for you through mm-hmm. the movie like mm-hmm. it gets increasingly exciting yeah well i mean they flew a helicopter under a bridge yeah. for real yeah and for the, reals yeah let's talk about the like the we don't have to talk about it a lot but the practicality here yes. right like even though the t-1000 is a totally computer generated image mm-hmm. um a lot of this is real trucks crashing and real cars crashing and and things are really blowing up mm-hmm. Or it's staged to look, but it's practically staged to look like it's blowing up. It's not computer animation, which I mm-hmm. think is like part of the reason I like this. This holds up better. It's more thrilling to me than something that's computer generated that mm-hmm. we can see now. Even if something we can see now might have more visual appeal, mm-hmm. I'm always aware of its lack of physicality. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, like the practicalness of this, is is really something that I I appreciate personally. Okay, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Do we like his movies? Yes. You like his yes. movies? I, I would like to see some of his lighter stuff. Like I, I'll, I'll go through the Terminator movies and see all of them. He's in all of them, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, but, not the fourth. No, good to know. But um, I would, um, I would like to see. I've never seen Kindergarten Cop. Okay. I've never seen um, Junior. Yeah, I was the one with Danny Jingle Vito, all the way. Right? I've never uh, none of these twins. Never seen any of them. Okay. So I would like oh. to see some of those. That well, maybe maybe that that'd be fun. Okay. <laughs> um, 
does this in any way change your position on the Avatar films and the James Cameron in the Avatar era? Like, do you do you wish he'd stayed with this kind of filmmaking? No, I don't. I it makes him make more sense to me. It makes more makes him and his like. I'm gonna pour all of my money and time and effort into creating the technology to film the way I want to film make more sense to me because it's like, well, he can't wait around. He's old now, whereas he waited around earlier in his career. So no, doesn't I? I, I don't connect the two at all. I never think about like the background stuff. No, the below the line people <laughs> throwing around some lingo there. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, on the rewatchables, they'd call this nitpicking. I'm ready. Um, can you explain how the liquid metal can replicate objects, but not guns? No. Where Where is the CPU in this? Nobody can answer in these this questions. robot. Yeah. Um, and how can it be obliterated and then reform and still function? You just wanted to say these things out loud. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. No. Like, okay, so it makes blades and pointy things, and it mm -hmm. stabs and, and impel, uh, impales people. But it can't make a gun. But it's sophisticated enough that when it's frozen and shattered into a trillion pieces, mm -hmm. it can reform, mm -hmm. reconstitute itself back well, to... Okay, let's be clear. It can reform and reconstitute itself. But what's compelling it to do that? And be... It just does. Like, do the, But, like, does each molecule of this yes. liquid metal have its own processing mm -hmm. unit in it? It must. Like a nano... Yes. It's, it's more sophisticated than the versions that come next. Nano, I'll tell you that. It's nanotechnology. That's what it is. Um, I was going to say that it. Um, uh, I don't remember what I was going to say. It's okay. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, the, the the liquid metal when he's the the sequence where Robert Patrick and I thought that was interesting. The one IMDb trivia that was really interesting was that he 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 had such great cardiovascular endurance mm -hmm. that he could sprint full out catch a car and never open his mouth to mm -hmm. breathe he was just breathing through his nose it's wild but the my favorite simpsons parody of this is homer chasing a car at a, a garage sale i think with golf clubs in his hand mm -hmm. and, and latching into them um the simpsons parodied this really quite effectively mm -hmm. um in the past okay last question um and uh, granted you haven't seen all of either of these series but do the terminator or matrix movies make a better robots that want to kill all the people saga in your matrix mind. yeah matrix absolutely matrix is like an interesting philosophical thought right we're all living in a dream world and we're in this goo and they're taking our power or energy or whatever there's the, philosophy in this whatever too. it is Ugh. the philosophy of time travel because okay she carves it's it's important you're making the face again uh she carves no fate into the picnic table uh -huh. right which is this idea of like is it possible if all this shit is coming back from the future to, to interfere with our present, mm -hmm. then now here in the present, does it make, does it matter at all what we do if ultimately the future exists to send things back to now? Right. So philosophically mm -hmm. we get into this question of whether or not they, they're destined to do things or whether or not they have any control mm -hmm. over this, whether or not it was inevitable. Okay. But you like, I, I, I agree. I like the, the matrix philosophy yeah. better of like what, you know, the objective reality versus mm -hmm. something that's computer generated simulated for purposes to placate us. Yes. Which I think is kind of cool. Plus it's got more Kung Fu. That too. Yeah. And it's got Keanu. If I, if I'm coming down to Keanu versus Arnold, I'm picking Keanu every time. Yeah. 10 times out of 10. Yeah. I think I agree. Yeah. CanCon for the win. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, one last question I thought was um, to ask you how you feel like this project is is progressing so here we are we're we're six movies into i think I a list of about 13 that question we only have one minute left <laughs> i don't <laughs> should, we, should we 
take a quick break well, and come just, back with or, the answer to that question? Or, or, or you know what? We can just maybe ponder it and we'll think about it next. We are coming back for another episode. Yeah, okay. of course we are. Why don't we just thank our listener okay. or listeners? Thank you, uh, listeners. Um, it, it is, again, Thanks honor. for listening to my raspy-ass voice this entire time. It's really bothering me. I hate it. I hate it. I have a good, I've had compliments from friends that have listened to this on my radio voice. Now they're going to be like, oh my God, listen to Christina. Well, we voice. haven't listened back to it though. Maybe it sounds great. I doubt it. You don't know. I do, won't. Nobody compliments me on anything yeah, about I'll, this. I'll ponder that. <laughs> I'll ponder that question and come back with it next week. All right. It's like a little cliffhanger. Well, I'm glad that we're still doing this. Me too. Love you. Love you too, honey. <laughs> Bye for now. Bye.